morning, glory, and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, hey, no matter what, you can't deny it's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. I don't care who you are, what you think. It is Tuesday, the 23rd day of June, 2020. These are the facts. Any other facts you want to get out of the way before things really start? Um, let's see. God, man, my, my kid made paella last night for dinner. These are the facts. It's so good. She is a, she's a great cook. What's in the paella? I uh, saw the picture can, and it looked like there were cl- oysters. Yeah, you can put various things in paella, but uh, oh, right. there's some standards. You know, it's usually a mix of um, seafood and, and uh, sausage. And rice, right? Yeah, lots of rice. So there's rice in there and saffron and some different uh, spices. Usually it's, uh, it's a Spain dish. And so we had, uh, there was shrimp in there and um, mussels. Those were mussels. Mussels, okay. I don't know what. I'm... And andouille sausage. Apologies. Or chorizo. Put in chorizo. But it Very was nice. Good. You liked it? Yeah, when uh, the wife went to Spain uh, a couple years ago, she brought home uh, a bunch of stuff that we've never used. So that was, I wasn't going to make paella. Why? Why not? If you like it I so much. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, I probably wouldn't be good at it. Well, it also, uh, I mean, uh, listen, I don't know much, but I do know that something like that takes, what, seven pans? No, it took uh, one, one pan. What? It cast iron that can't skillet. be right. No, usually pie is made in one big... With rice and sausage and yeah. seafood, you make it all at once? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. Never watched a cooking show? I've never watched a cooking show about pie. Usually pie is made in this big, uh, like, it's usually a big dish, like a huge dish that, that they make, um... This was made in a cast iron skillet, but it's very interesting. All right. There's special dishes you, even that, that you used to cook it in some sort of Look circumstances. Look at us. Learning things. Teaching the people. About paella. The question is to the Treasure Valley, do you care? Of course they care. Right. Just making sure. Uh, on top of that, today we will do a round of Streaming Dumbass. That's coming up in a little bit, so you're going to want to hold on for that. Uh, plus, we'll have surprises to give away over the course of the show today. Uh, we're going to inform you about how you can win something really cool, courtesy of Coors Light and the X over the course of the show, too. So it should be a fairly educational and busy Tuesday. We've got lots to talk about. We're rolling back in the Treasure Valley. Things are closing down and all sorts of stuff. So if you are uninformed, you will be informed over the course of the show today. That's kind of our job, Big J, like it or not. But it's also our job to play some music, and so we will do that with some Smashy Pumpkins. We'll start the show with some Disarmed here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Brought to you by D&B Supply. Right now, D&B Supply gives $100 off the quiet and lightweight Honda EU220 ITA generator. Whether you need power for a campout or just an extra source of power for your home, come grab yourself a Honda at D&B Supply. Big J, we know you love it when it starts to get hot outside. The opposite. And so it might be a good idea to remind you that if you get hot at night specifically, maybe throwing on some clothes before you go to bed is a good idea. I know you think that less clothes on is probably a good thing. Maybe even sleeping fully nude, Big J, as you like to do. Uh, But it's not smart when it's hot outside. Uh, According to sleep experts at Natural Mat, they say that uh, pajama fabrics or any kind of fabric, really, really, We'll draw sweat away from the skin. Yeah, it's called soaking it up. Which makes you feel a little bit cooler and more comfortable at night. Quote, when you sleep naked, sweat actually collects on the body and then remains there. The fabric and pajamas will wipe the moisture away from the body, so sleeping naked doesn't help you cool down at all. However, the same rule does not apply to babies. 
who say experts say they'll be much cooler if they sleep in a diaper during hot weather and just a diaper. But it should also probably, hopefully, be self-explanatory that babies are a little bit different than us. I mean, for God's sakes, babies don't even have kneecaps yet, usually. You understand? They start developing when they're about... No, I don't know anything about babies. Well, I'm telling you right now, don't let your baby sleep in like a onesie when it's hot outside. That's all you need to know. When little but yet babies, I should. And they, yes, you should be wearing a onesie at night, at the very least. Big J, the Major League Baseball plans to set a 60-game delayed regular season schedule for this year after the Players Union yesterday voted down a proposal for the same length as other provisions, including an expanded postseason, ending three months of back-and-forth rejected proposals. MLB used the right given to it back in March, an agreement with players to impose the schedule of the length it wanted. Opening day would likely be at the end of July. So... This is the part where I ask you, then why the hell did you go back and forth all the time if you could have just set a schedule? Right? Well, it had a lot to do with them trying to... Did they have to deny it a certain amount of times before they were able to set it? I, well, the ultimate thing here is uh, a grievance. That's what the, the Major League Baseball, uh, the league was fighting. that hey, hey, just don't file a grievance against us for all the lost money that they agreed that they weren't going to give them. So, I mean, God, the, the labor negotiations with these two is just, I, I don't care anymore. And it hasn't even started yet. I mean, the yeah. collective bargaining agreement wraps up at the end of this year. It's going to be a real mess come next year. Like, and usually I don't even care that they're arguing about all this amount of money. But, I mean, this is ridiculous. We're in a pandemic and just go play ball, man. Listen, here's here's something that nobody wants to hear. Uh, agreement or not, I don't think you're going to get any baseball, man. I mean, every single yeah. spring training facility is shut down right now because of the virus. You're not going to fire up baseball in 10 days. That ain't going to happen. There's too many people with positive tests. I mean, look, you know, they're supposed to be playing the NBA here pretty soon in Florida. No way. Florida's got three, four, th- I mean, we have no way. hundreds of cases here. They have thousands of cases every day now. And they haven't even tested anybody in the NBA yet. I'm telling you right now, guys, I mean, it, it's a fun little pipe dream and it's cute. Yeah, but there exactly ain't right. no way. It's a pipe dream. It's it's like uh, we're fooling ourselves and and just kind of distracting us from the reality of the situation that we're all facing here as we get into the news later about the cases that are popping up in Ada County. And it sucks, man. It, it just sucks. And nothing is going to go back to normal until we get that vaccine. Right. And, and you know, so there's, there's lots of stuff that has to be considered. But, I mean, everything is shutting down, you guys. Everything is. It's just it, – it, it's been bongled from the word go. And it continues to be, and we can, you know, hope and dream and, you know, wish for some sort of, uh, you know, uh, attention, you know, grabbing thing like sports, but no way. I just don't see it happening. And we'll get into a whole bunch Sorry of other stuff. Sorry to be Debbie Downer. Uh, listen, we're just being realistic. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you that, I, I mean, I hope that sports come soon, too. But the way they have it planned out and the way they have been keeping track of people up until now, ain't no way in hell. No way in hell. Big J, uh, another thing that I know you're not interested in, but a lot of people are, are the musical Hamilton. Uh, it's uh, had a smash run on, boy- on Broadway. It-, it was one of the, uh, let me tell you how popular Hamilton is. Uh, the, uh, the, the Morrison Center does that uh, Boise Broadway thing, you know, where they bring musicals to the Treasure Valley. And Hamilton uh, was so popular, they put it on sale two years before it was actually coming to town. 
And the musical is now headed to Disney+. Plus. The first trailer dropped yesterday. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's story about Alexander Hamilton is out. It features the original cast from the Broadway smash run. And the film will drop on July 3rd. This is originally supposed to have a theatrical release. And they were expecting to make a big deal about it. Because, you know, uh, while Hamilton continues to go on and has a touring company and all that kind of stuff, the original cast has all kind of moved on to bigger and better things. But this is the original cast of it that was on Broadway, and everybody is geeked to see it. Disney Plus is expecting record numbers for the streaming, and uh, we will see how it all works out. July 3rd is when it will be available for everybody to check out, If even if you have a morbid curiosity about it. It will be coming to Disney Plus for you. All right, we're going back to the origins of Streaming Dumbass today. Each and every one of these movies today is on the streaming channel Netflix. Big J, you're familiar with it? I'm familiar. It was pointed out to me last week that for the last several weeks, you have been, uh, despite the amount of variety involved, been uh, organically drawn to the comedies. And so each one of the selections today is a comedy, Big J, or at least it has been labeled as such. Okay. And it also has a morning after connection. That is the three, or I guess two... All three, if you consider they're all on Netflix. Connecting tissues that move all these three movies together. What happens is we strip away the stars, the director of the studio that brought UBS, and we're left with just a very brief plot description from Netflix about these movies. Based on that plot description, Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. Those are the parameters. Are you ready for streaming dumbass, Big J? Yeah, man. Movie number one, when a drunken debate between two college graduates about whose dad would win in a fight is actually taken seriously by their dads. Jobs are lost, relationships ruined, and best friends come of age as they come to grips with the identity of the men that raised them. Movie number two. Two buddies travel to Mexico to rescue their friend after a carjacker leaves him naked, penniless, and stranded in the desert. Movie number three. Short and sweet. Lulu Danger's unsatisfying marriage takes a turn for the worse when a mysterious man from her past comes to town to perform an event for one magical night only. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three? Uh, listen, movie number two sounds like a real adventure. I mean, guy ends up in the desert naked, so I'm going to go with that one. I have seen all three of these movies, so I'll be very interested to see what you think about. Movie number one, which you passed on, was called... Are you okay? Yeah. Father of the Year. That stars David Spade and former guest of the morning after Nate Faxon. Uh, you also passed on movie number three, which was called An Evening with Beverly Luff-Lynn. That starred Audrey Plaza and former guest of the morning after Jermaine Clement. Damn. You will be watching a movie called Search Party. That is on Netflix. It stars Thomas Middleditch and former guest of the morning after TJ Miller. Those are the options. And Search, Search Party, Party is the movie, not the TV show Search Party. Please make sure that you do this correctly. Uh, it is the movie Search Party that you are going to be All watching. Right. It is streaming now on Netflix if you want to play the home movie. And Big J, you will see male nudity. Congratulations. Search Party is the movie you will be watching, and he will give you a full review tomorrow here on The Morning After. In the news today. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by DB Supply. Right now, DB Supply, get $100 off the quiet and lightweight Honda EU220 ITA generator. Whether you need power for a camp out or just an extra power for your home, come grab a Honda at DB Supply. We're rolling it on back, Big J. Ada County will be rolled back to stage three of the reopening plan. What does that mean? All bars will be ordered to close after a spike in coronavirus cases here in the Treasure Valley. The return to higher restrictions was announced yesterday afternoon by the CDH. 
So you have today. Bars have to close down by 12.01 a.m. Wednesday morning, according to the health district. The rest of the stage, uh, state will remain in stage four. Health officials in the district say there have been a daily significant increase in Ada County over the past week. That brings the total number of cases in Ada County to 1,256. Now, back on June 12th is when we moved into Stage 4 of the reopening plan, allowing nearly every type of business and venue to open with some sort of restrictions and distancing requirements. Since then, some have have, uh, reopened, some have elected to shut back down because of concerns of spreading the virus. Of course, this comes on the heels of the cluster of coronavirus cases that were linked to several bars in downtown Boise. It's unclear how long Ada County will have to remain in Stage 3. Although the CDH also covers Boise, Elmore, and Valley Counties, the restrictions only apply to Ada County right now because we are the quote-unquote hotspot. So things are rolling back into Stage 3 for us here in the Treasure Valley, so something that you need to keep in mind. Uh, because we can't have nice things, Big Jake. That's what it boils down to. So keep that in mind. You basically have a day today before everything shuts back down. I'm hoping that it means that we'll use somewhat basic forms of logic and that doesn't mean that everybody goes out on a huge bender tonight and we pack the places. Do you know what I mean? That's part yeah. of the problem, you guys. It's part of the problem. And so hopefully we're exercising on the side of caution, but if uh, history is any guide, we have not done that. All I'm saying is it's probably a good idea to stay at home as long as you can while you can and just take care of yourself. Speaking of coronavirus closing things down, Boise State University has temporarily closed every single one of its facilities on campus after at least eight people tested positive or presumed positive for COVID-19. University says it learned all about the cases over the last two days and each of the individuals were on campus during the last week. So if you have been too, something to keep in mind. University and health officials are notifying those who are in close contact with the people who tested positive and those people who have been asked to self-quarantine for two weeks as well. Boise State said it will close campus-owned and controlled facilities from Sunday, June 28th, or through Sunday, I should say, June 28th. During the closure, only people allowed in the facilities are security staff and housing administrative staff who are necessary to assist students who remain in campus housing. Not sure where this came from. Uh, There are some rumors that are revolved around the athletic program of some kind, but nobody is really 100% sure because Boise State's not releasing that information. Uh, The university has always been really, really tight-lipped about anything. Uh, It has for a very, very long time. It started with the Coach Pete era, and it continues under Harson and the other coaches. Uh, Here's what I know. The stuff was open for people to work out, and now it's not. So that's why things are linked to the athletic program, which kind of uh, harkens back to what we were talking about last hour, which is, guys, I'm not kidding. I wouldn't hold my breath for football starting on time. Yeah, I mean, what was it? Clemson has like 30 players? Yeah, it's a mess. And here's the thing. I mean, a lot of them haven't been in a controlled environment where they are being monitored for social distancing, wearing a mask, all of that stuff. They're coming from uh, their homes or wherever they've been. That's the problem. And, and, you know, you can't until you are able to get a quarantine and get everybody in that area uh, healthy again, you can't move forward. Right. But also, I mean, there there is a number, and we're seeing it in the NBA already, of people that have zero interest in being locked up for months without seeing their family and their friends to play football for free. Do you know what I mean? And hell, even to play basketball for money. 
Yeah. I mean, it's a lot to ask somebody to go, listen, you cannot see your family. You cannot leave this hotel and this area for at least three months. Okay. Well, if I was going to make $10 million, I would probably be okay with it. I know. I know. But I, and that's easy but to say. I don't have $10 million. Right. So if you've already got that in the bank. Right. It's easy decisions for jamokes like us who who don't make that kind of money to go, yeah, of course I'd live in a hotel and not talk to anybody or be around anybody for three months for $10 million. Of course. But, yes, it's a whole other animal, and especially when, you know, there's also health risks involved, too. You know what I mean? Because we still don't know correct. what the end, what, what this does to you in the long run. Big J, Michael Keaton, could be headed back to Batman. The actor is in talks to reprise his role as Bruce Wayne for the upcoming film The Flash, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Ezra Miller will reprise his role as Barry Allen, the lightning quick superhero, according to Variety. The film will see The Flash travel back in time to prevent the death of his mother, which results in the superhero creating another universe that is protected by Keaton's Batman. That would be cool. Uh, It's kind of the stuff that they were teasing a little bit in Batman v Superman. And so this is kind of the play out of that. Keaton first played the role uh, in Tim Burton's 1989 film Batman, which, by the way, was released on this date back in 1989. Wow. And reprised his role for the sequel, Batman Returns. The Flash is slated for a June 3rd, 2022 release. Uh, I, you know, and I, listen, I'm all for it. I love Michael Keaton as Batman. I would like to see him. And, he, and he, once again, this is this is uh, basically they're already kind of prepping you for this. Whoever plays Batman in this particular role ain't going to be in the suit. Is strictly just a kind of like a, uh, almost like a, a guide for Barry Allen, the Flash, and so it's not like you're gonna see Keaton all dressed up or anything like that. Well, it's kind of like an, uh, an elderly version of Batman who has kind of given up the cowl and has kind of taken over uh, the world and, and is more of a protector than he is actually Batman. So they're trying to prep you for that as well. It's just basically Batman in name only. He's gonna be more of like a Bruce Wayne kind of a role, but. Uh, I just, uh, my only thing is, I mean, I guess I wish DC would kind of make up its mind. (laughs) We've got Robert Patterson in a Batman movie that's being filmed. Now we have this alternate world with a different Batman, and they don't know if Ben Affleck was supposed to be involved in this one or not. So it's all very confusing, but at least it's cool to see Michael Keaton in that particular role again. Even if he's not dressed up in the suit and kicking ass. It still would be pretty cool to see him back in the role that he did create. And everybody was so up in arms about it back in the day, if you remember. And now we can't wait to have him back. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 7 o'clock hour. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. We are going to China for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. And once again, this story is not fun. It's not good. It's, it's not even... I'm going to say it's probably pretty gross. Okay. (laughs) But prepare yourselves for a story that is not a good one. As we are once again in a hospital in China, Big J. Oh, no. And uh, today is the story of a man who had to take himself to the hospital because of severe pain. Uh, He had been suffering from constipation, Big J. You understand? Oh, yeah. Just can't give a good round off and that's never a fun time. Had lasagna the day before. Lots of cheese, right? Uh, probably not in a remote Chinese village, but uh, whatever the equivalent uh, was that stopped him up, yes, he ended up having it. So, uh, I'm trying to figure out 
first of all, how something like this happens. And then part two, really, I mean, you I think you have to take into account sheer and utter desperation as well, right? Okay. Like, I mean, you have to go, okay, how bad must things get before something like this seems sensible to you? And you go, all right, let's give it a shot. What's the worst that could happen? And so this gentleman decided to insert a 16-inch eel into his backside to help treat his constipation, Big J. Uh, surprising no fan of this show, as we have told you about many times people have stuck living things up their backyard. Uh, when they are still alive, Big J, they want to get out, you understand? And so there's a lot of chomping and wiggling that's going on. Oh my god! And the live fish tore its way through the man's colon and intestines before the fish, of course, it can't live inside the human body. It's not an ocean. Are you kidding me? And so the fish died and then was stuck in his abdomen for a week before the guy sought treatment at the hospital. Okay? So let me just rephrase that again. Man is so constipated, he decides to stick an eel up his backyard. That eel then chomps and tears its way through this man's innards, dies inside of him, and then he still waits a week before he goes, I can't take the pain anymore. And oh, by the way, I'm still not pooping. The unnamed patient is said to be in his 50s. He says he decided to use the creature to solve his bowel problems because he went to his local medicine man and told him that was the, and he told him that was the remedy. Uh, the man sought medical attention at the Gundang Providence Hospital because of severe abdomen pain. He has fully recovered, thank God. But he had to undergo a 16-hour surgery in which surgeons had to remove the dead fish from the man's belly and then sew up his colon and his intestines and all sorts of stuff that damaged to the fish, according to a social media post of the hospital. And I know your next question. Is there video of the surgery? And the answer is yes, of course there is. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Uh, condition was very much life-threatening because anytime you have something dead inside of you for a week, it's not good. You understand? Yeah. And so uh, they were able to discover the eel and take it out and then, you know, pump him full of antibiotics. He was severely infected. Waste matter all over the place because the eel had torn so many holes in him. I mean, it was bad news bears with a capital B. And so... What did they do, Big J? They sewed him all up and gave him some Miralax and sent him on his way. Go get him. Go get him. Miralax? Well, yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, constipation medicine. You know? As opposed to an eel. that That's actually medicine that should loosen things up and help you go. Which is what you would get had you gone to a hospital and not the local medicine man, you understand? Oh, yeah. The, if you would have gone to a doctor and said, Doctor, I haven't gone for a week because I ate lasagna the day before, I guess, they would go, here's something for that. You should have one in two to three days. Not, you know what I've heard, grab yourself a 16-inch eel and ram it right up there and see if it can't jar something loose. No good. I mean, how it even gets there? Oh, you know how it gets there. Uh, I guess... If you're keeping track, yes, this is the third story from China in a month. We've talked about people sticking things up their backyards. We had the chopstick story just last week. Guys, stop it. Stop putting foreign objects inside of you that way. It doesn't end well. You end up in the hospital because you can't get things out. You, you got you to gotta help yourself sometimes, and it's not a actual uh, remedy for what is ailing you. So try to keep that in mind. 
as you go forward, there is medicine out there, and don't put live fish in your backyard. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. We'll detail how you can win something cool from us next on the X Rock. Screen day when I come around here on 100.3, the X Rocks. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Saturday officially marked the first day of summer, Big J. Yeah. Which means it's going to start to get warm. You're going to be able to go out and do things. Even when we move back to stage three and they close down the bars, Big J, it's not preventing you from going camping. Do you know what I mean? Going camping or just sitting in the backyard? Nobody's stopping you from sitting in your backyard, Big J. Who's okay. saying that they are? Well, I'm not. Good. Uh, and we're going to give you an opportunity to actually take a uh, pretty damn cool thing with you. What is that thing exactly? Uh, it is a Yeti from Coors Light. And let me tell you, if you've never seen one of these Yeti coolers, I mean, it will keep stuff cold for six weeks. I mean, that might be an exaggeration, but it's a long time. It is heavy as you can imagine. I mean, well worth the money. They they are they are pricey, Nick, for that reason alone. And I'm going to tell you what, right now, uh, I know several people that wish that they had this. Uh, it's awesome, and it, it's not like uh, we have uh, several Yeti coolers from Coors Light that we're going to give away one a week, basically, for the next eight weeks. And it, it's not like it holds a six pack. You know what I mean? It's a thing that'll that'll it'll take down a case of beer easily, easily. Uh, and you can drag it along with you if you would like to. And it's pretty cool. It's got a nice little Coors Light. This Big Chase digging into it as if you could watch him do it. Uh, yeah, don't touch that, please. And so uh, you have an opportunity to win these things courtesy of Coors Light. And there's a really easy way in which you can do that. Uh, all you have to do is take a picture of yourself, your friends chilling out. If you want to include a can of Coors Light in that picture, that's cool. We'd be all for it. But it certainly is not a full-on requirement. Just uh, show us how you're chilling out this summer, and you got to text that picture. Uh, excuse me, not text it, but you can tag that picture with the hashtag XChills, and then post it on Instagram. Now, you can tag us in that Instagram picture, at XRockBoys, if you want to, but you don't have to. As long as you include the hashtag, we will find you, and you will be in the running for one of these beautiful Yeti coolers. If you want to see an example of it, you can go to the X's Instagram page or XRock.com. Picture's there, but if you want to enter the contest, you have to do so on Instagram. So just tag the ch- the picture X Chills, and you were in the running for one of these Yeti coolers. And every Friday for the next eight weeks, where you're going to select one person to win one of these beautiful customized Yeti coolers from Coors Light and the X Rocks. And these things, like I said, they're not small. These are big ass coolers that are beautiful and awesome, and will look great for any cookout, any campout, any backyard. Uh, Big J, you can put it in your kitchen if you want. I'm not here to judge, and it really does light up any room, including the X Studio. And it'll be sad to see it go, because the first one is right there on the uh, old Coors Light table, as a matter of fact. In the Coors Light studio. It's lots of Coors Light going on here, is all I'm trying to say. Yeah. So check out xrock.com for more information if you need the details. But the uh, the long and short of it is, take a picture of yourself chilling. Take it with the hashtag xchills. Post it on Instagram. We will find it. You will be entered. It really is that easy. Of course, you do have to be 21 and over to uh, win it as well. That's a good idea. I don't need to see your 10-year-old taking pictures with Coors Light. That will make me feel good about myself or society. So do that and have some fun with it and enjoy yourself. And maybe just maybe win a brand new, awesome, and very expensive Yeti cooler courtesy of Coors Light and the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by DB Supply. Right now, DB Supply, get $100 off the quiet and lightweight Honda EU220 ITA generator. Whether you're looking for some power for a camp out or just an extra source of power for your home, come grab a Honda 
and DMB Supply right now. Casinos in Las Vegas, Nevada have been reopened for just a couple of weeks, but wearing face masks isn't required by state or local government, and it doesn't seem like many people are wearing them. So, Big J, some casinos are taking it on themselves to incentivize because they want to stay open. And what they're finding is if people aren't wearing face masks, the things tend to spread, and then they're going to have to close down. So, Caesars Entertainment has come up with a way to prod people to wear masks in its five hotel casinos in the Vegas Strip, and that is to offer cash. Under the promotion, guests who are wearing a mask may be approached by a casino employee and give $20 cash to gamble as long as they wear a mask. Over the past weekend, 375 guests were given a total of $7,500 at Caesars Palace, Paris, Flamingo, The Link, and Harris. However, the promotion may not soon be necessary, as Nevada officials are going to rule today after being pressured to require face masks in casinos. As the coronavirus outbreak is growing in Nevada as well, currently gamblers just have to wear uh, face masks at table games that have no barriers. But now it could be a requirement across the state. So, Big J, $20 enough for you? Somebody walked up to you and said, hey, here's your 20 Do the right thing. What are you going to do? Do the right thing. Or would you Duh. have been doing the right thing without the $20? I, I think I'd be doing it without the $20. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, we've talked about this before, too. I don't want to be near a casino right now. I don't want to be near a bunch of other people. That's not uh, of interest to me. Mm -hmm. But if you do, one would hope that you would wear a mask to be safe and to protect yourself and others. Boise State has closed all of its facilities on campus after eight people tested positive for the COVID-19. University said it learned of its cases over the last two days and that each of the individuals were on campus during the last week. They have reached out to those who are in close contact and are asking the people to self-quarantine for two weeks. So they're going to shut it down all the way through Sunday and see what happens there. But as of right now, things are closed down at BSU, including all the workout facilities and uh, equipment facilities for the athletic department. Nice uh, show of solidarity yesterday at the NASCAR race. Did you see the Bubba Wallace clip? I did. It was pretty amazing, man. It was pretty cool. Uh, A noose was found Sunday in the garage stall of Bubba Wallace, NASCAR's only black driver at Talladega. And uh, after a rain delay closed things down on Sunday, the other drivers came together yesterday to show unity and support of them. Before the race at Talladega, they ended up getting out of their cars. The other 39 drivers and their entire crew pushed Wallace's car to the front of the field. Wallace got out of his car and cried. His owner of the car, Richard Petty, who is, of course, a legendary Hall of Fame driver for NASCAR, stood next to him during the National Anthem. It was pretty emotional and pretty cool to see and a nice show of support by NASCAR and the other drivers. It was a pretty good race, too, by the way, that Ryan Blaney ended up winning by .007 seconds. Big J, or as we call it around here, 007 over Ricky Stanhouse Jr. So it was a good race at Talladega on top of everything else as well. Rest in peace, Big J, to Joel Schumacher. While we have uh, many times over on this show uh, chastised him for really ruining the Bradman franchise, he's got some pretty good movies in his repertoire. Agree or disagree, Big J? Agreed. Favorite Joel Schumacher movie? Go. Oh, boy. Um, The Lost Boys. Not bad. I'll take Falling Down for the block, but still... Some good ones. Falling Down's a close second. In his uh, repertoire, St. Elmo's Fire is another one. He's got two Batman films as well. Tell you uh, what, neither of those Batman films are going to end up on my list. No, no, those are not not good films. But they did gross over $300 million at the box office, so they were hits, whether we liked them or not. And, uh, and to be fair, uh, Joel Schumacher, also truly an amazing Hollywood story. Here's a dude that started as a costume designer. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, he basically dressed sets yeah. in Hollywood and then uh, co-wrote a script. Next thing you know, he became a script writer and turned himself into a director and then into a powerhouse director, which is not easy to do. So he worked his ass off and his tail off to get to where he was and certainly earned every bit of respect that he's got. Also, uh, it made the feature adaptation of The Phantom of the Opera, receiving a bunch of Oscar nominations as well. And pretty much every actor who's ever worked for him does not have a bad thing to say about the guy, whether you like his movies or you don't. There certainly is, uh, he is well respected in the business, which is not easy to be these days either. So, uh, good on him. Uh, passed away at the age of 80. He had a year long camp battle with cancer, and he lost it on Monday. So, may a flock of angels sing thee to thy rest. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff, your pop culture smackdown in moments. Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. I am. We'll get you a morning after care package here. Sent out to you in the mail with an X-Rock 25th anniversary sticker in there and an X-Face covering. You're needed out there. Uh, so we'll get you do, set up with all that. If you can beat Nick here in Pop Culture Smackdown. That's how ahead of the curve we were, Big J. We were giving things out long before they were required by law. So if you want one of your very own, you should get on the phone. 208-287-1003. <laughs> If you want to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown Catches, you got to defeat me, which, uh, granted, it's been fairly easy the last couple of days, but if you got no, what it you takes... Went, you went all the way a couple on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I try to go all the way a lot, but just Friday. All Hello, all the, the X. Way. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Let's go all the way. I'm good, man. What's your name? Oh, this is Nate. All right, Nate. You're up first, man. Good luck. Nate, Joaquin Phoenix received his first Oscar nomination for playing Roman Emperor Commodus in what 2000 Oscar-winning epic? The Gladiator. That is correct. Nick, this writer-director wrote episodes of Roseanne and Parenthood before creating Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, uh, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon's correct. Right. According to the first Austin Powers movie, what is Austin's middle name? Danger. Yeah, there you go. Right. Good nice. job, man. I did not know that one. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I almost I almost threw that in for you, so I wish that I had. Uh, name the first actor to ever play Superman. Not on the radio. Uh, I mean, one name popped into my head. I don't know if it's right. I know he played him. I don't know if he was the first one. I'll say George Reeves. That's correct. Right. That's actually correct. Uh, what does the abbreviation VH1 stand for? In the Video team. hits one. Right. That's correct, man. You're on fire. Nate, Nate, uh, Nate, Nate, let's Nate. see. Which pop star is grandmother of both Elton John's sons? Godmother. I'm sorry, Godmother. <laughs> I was like, what? Godmother. What? Uh, this is again only a guess. I'll say Madonna. Nope. You're close. To Wrong. The Madonna wannabe, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Right. Lady Gaga. See, look, you did okay, man. I did all right. Not as good as Nate, though. You knocked it out of the park today. Congratulations. You're in this one, man. You got a uh, prize package coming your way in the mail. Hang on one second. Rarely do the contestants actually earn it. Earn this. It's but Nate true. did. Nate did. He knew a question I did not know the answer to. I would have probably realized it because he says danger is my middle name in it, right? Kind danger of is my middle name. Right. He literally says it. So, uh, but I, I would not have known that off the top of my head. So, congratulations, Nate. Way to go, man. Uh, there's your pop culture smackdown. We got to run a headlines. That's happening next on the X Rock. Time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by GoTeamSaveMoney.com. That'd be the website for Team Mazda Subaru. Your next newer used car adventure can start there. 
and you will be all set and ready to go with the beautiful car or vehicle of your dream. Big J, headlines are as follows. What have you done with your life? Okay, gross. And any volunteers? What have you done with your life? An eight-year-old boy from San Jose, California has become the youngest bridge player ever to be awarded the title of Life Master by the world's largest organization dedicated to the card game. The American Contract Bridge League, of course you know it better as the ABCL, Big J, says that Andrew Chen was granted the title of Life Master just three days after his eighth birthday. Hmm. The organization say it usually takes players decades to accumulate 500 master points by playing in tournaments and getting accredited clubs, but Matthew was able to earn his points in just two years by participating in local games and playing online. He was also the Rookie of the Year back in 2019. Big J, have you ever played Bridge? No. Have what? You're not really a card game player, though, are you? No, not really. Like you'll play board games with the family, but you don't you don't sit down and play like any kind of card game. No, like we, cribbage there's or, only two games. Well, there's only one game we've traditionally been playing, and nobody's ever heard of it. It's called Thirteen, and then we started playing this other game here recently, but we don't we don't play very often. Just getting fueled together is difficult. We could play Pinochle once upon a time. Pinochle, nice. Usually when you get together, it's um, Monopoly Metallica, right? No. No, we don't play board games. Okay, gross or any volunteers? Any volunteers. We need at least 110 humans. That's how many would be needed to start a new civilization on Mars, according to a new study. That number would ensure enough tools and commodities could be produced before supplies run out. Any human colony would have to set up home in an oxygen-filled dome and start their own agriculture and other industries. I uh, think kind of like Matt Damon's The Martian. You have to grow potatoes in your own poops. See? But space expert Professor Jean-Marc Saltier estimates he could have set up permanent home had he had 109 colleagues. Scientists use a mathematical model to determine the feasibility of survival on another planet and being self-sustaining. He said survival would depend on access to natural resources, work conditions, and other, quote, assumptions course we do hope to one day colonize mars and then see what we can do on that planet uh but it is 140 million miles away big j so it'll take us a minute to get there but i don't know if i want to be one of the first 110 no no i don't want to be any of them you don't want to live on mars no you don't want to be like arnold schwarzenegger with your eyeballs <laughs> popping out of your- <laughs> oh wrap it up with okay gross Sometimes smells can cause big issues. Police in Germany say a post office had to be evacuated and some workers had to receive medical treatment because of a smell emitting from a suspicious package. So authorities had to respond to the town of Schweinfurt's post office on Saturday after workers reported the stink coming from a package. Police say 12 workers complained of illness from the scent and were treated by medical personnel at the scene. Six had to to be taken to a local hospital as a precaution. So what do they do? They have to open it up, right? What is it? Yeah, I don't know. It was a package filled with durian, which is a Thai fruit famous for its strong odor, that it's compared to rotten food, dirty socks, and even vomit. I just learned about this fruit last night. How's this now? Uh, I was watching uh, the Netflix show, Somebody Feed Phil. And what did it teach you? Uh, he was in he was in Thailand, and this fruit, they, they don't even sell it in the market because it will smell up the entire place. Yeah, apparently, even though it smells awful, I, I guess it tastes delicious. Yes. That's why people want to do it, because it's very prized for its flavor, but the smell is awful. And uh, the package was eventually delivered to its intended recipient. It had about 12 of these things in it, which is why the smell was so pungent. 
You ever watch that show? I've never even heard of it. Who's Phil? Uh, Phil. His name's Phil Rosenthal, and uh, he's he's written for a bunch of uh, uh, sitcoms. He wrote for uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. He's a pretty funny guy, and I think you would like that show. You should check it out sometimes. Is it like Bizarre Foods with a funny yes. dude? Yes. Yes. Okay. He just goes around and tastes weird stuff. Yeah, and it's it's really really interesting. I mean, a very good docu series. Big J approved. Approved. All right. How many episodes are you in? About four. And it's three seasons. It's three seasons so far. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow, well, I never heard of this thing. Morning after with Nick and Big J because there's too much stuff on Netflix. Maybe. Yep. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. <laughs> Godsmack and Unforgettable here on 100.3, the X-Rocks. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. I think we can agree the hamburger, cheeseburger, Big J, fairly uh, American food, yes? American. And while you certainly can debate about what goes on, the perfect burger, or how to build your perfect burger, uh, we can all basically agree that there's only one way to eat it here in America, right? Just picking it up and shoving it in your damn gullet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it probably shouldn't surprise you that as that cuisine has spread its way across Europe and other parts of Asia, it's not as popular as it is here in America, but there certainly are some hamburger joints in places like Russia and India and things like that that are starting to pick up some popularity. And they've been around really hitting their, pri- their, their peak pri- popularity in 2016 and later. So they're really starting to become popular, but... Uh, it's a little bit different there than it is here because uh, Europeans are not as comfortable eating with their hands as we are here in America. A bunch of wackos. And so for a long time, all the way up really until 2016, uh, a lot of Europe would eat their hamburgers with with, uh, forks and knives. And uh, a restaurant there in 2016 started something, whereas they would also, along with their hamburger, supply the diners with gloves. To, so that they could, you know, enjoy the hamburger and, and eat it the way that I guess it's How supposed proper. to be eaten. How proper. With sterile gloves so that not to get stuff all over their hands and become gross and disgusting. And, of course, Big J, with COVID-19 now becoming a thing, guess what's getting some praise? The fact that there are places that serve food with... Uh, gloves so that you can actually eat it a little bit cleaner than you normally would. Now, uh, listen, uh, everybody will tell you that this wouldn't be a problem if people wash their hands before they eat and make sure their hands were clean. That way you weren't spreading any kind of germs that you pick up on the counter or whatever uh, or the plate into your mouth when you eat with your hands. But we also know from a lot of things that people don't wash their hands as much as they certainly should. And while this has highlighted that, there have been some places that have picked this up, certainly around Europe and Asia, whenever they're serving hand, food that is uh, that is eaten with their hands to serve gloves with it. And that is leading people to wonder or, or question whether or not maybe this should happen in America when it comes to eating a hamburger in America. And right away, there is a restaurateur in New York. George Motz is his name. He owns about seven uh, hamburger places in New York, kind of higher-end kind of stuff, and goes, listen, it doesn't matter whether you tell somebody it's good for you or it's not good for you or it's healthier for you if you do it or it's not. He goes, Americans just aren't going to eat hamburgers with gloves. They're not. He goes, "We take they take their burger culture way too seriously, and they wouldn't even consider eating a hamburger with well, gloves. Well, especially if the Europeans are using gloves. Because American culture is anti-culture. Uh, yeah, but... I mean, you know, especially if other people, the world does it. We don't want nothing to do with it. Clearly, the metric system. Right. 
Uh, right, we don't want to eat our Royale with cheese with uh, with gloves. Yeah, no, it's a quarter pounder with cheese. Uh, and so uh, George says that eating a hamburger is a very tactile experience, and he says, listen, I could give gloves with everything that we eat. He goes, I guarantee you Americans are too bullheaded and, and stubborn to put it on because that's the way, quote, it's always been done. And he goes, as long as people practice good hand washing before and after you eat, you would have the same results as gloves with less waste. But he goes, you also can't count on Americans to wash up after themselves either. He goes, people are going to be people no matter what. And that may be the downfall of us all. But he is absolutely convinced that Americans wouldn't eat, uh, you know, hamburgers with gloves regardless of where it was coming. We can't get some of you to wear masks somewhere. Right. It's an infringement upon your rights. Uh, How are you going to, I mean, it just, oh, God. Can't even imagine. And, and and again, it's not shown as a requirement. And even even in the restaurants in Europe, they're not a requirement. They just give them to them as an option, and people, most people, use them because that's just the way it is. It's there's something. Uh, it's a little bit more cleanliness involved, I guess. People don't like getting stuff all over them in other places. Here, uh, that's part of our culture. Hell, that's half, half a barbecue. Yeah, I mean, if I don't get it on my shirt, I'm not eating. There you go. So uh, I don't think it'll change anytime soon. I just found it interesting that uh, that people are like, hey, they're getting praised for serving gloves. And, and the, the one guy who uh, runs a bunch of hamburger joints goes, no way in hell Americans are going to do that. And he is probably right. Almost certainly right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll do your bad impressions next on the X Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And a Morning After care package is up for grabs here with Bad Impressions. We've got an X-Rocks 25th anniversary uh, special sticker to hook you up with. We'll also get you an X-Face covering for you to go out in public with and keep yourself healthy and safe. Uh, That will be sent to you in the mail if you can figure out Bad Impressions. 208-287-1003. That is the phone number if you would like to play the game. The game works like this. Big J has put together three clues. They revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or even less. Sometimes it does take less than three clues. Yeah. Then you will be declared the victor, and hopefully everybody will be happy. You've got some stuff coming to you in the mail. You've added things to your life, and maybe you feel better about yourself and others. Hello, The X. Hey, my name's John for Brad Impression. Yes, sir, you are. What's your name, man? My name's Will. All right, Will. Good luck. It's almost time for a jungle cruise. All right, we'll go on to number two here. I rarely stare into a camera and raise my eyebrow anymore. Oh, this is going to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson, man. There you go. Always a good guess on Bad Impressions, and that is correct. Hang on one second. We'll we'll hook you up with that prize package. What was clue three for fun? Can you smell what I'm cooking? And why is The Rock in the news? Yeah, Jungle Cruise, Nick. That's uh, The Rock's next big movie release. Uh, Obviously, it was scheduled to come out much uh, sooner than what it is now. It's been pushed back to, uh, to July 30th, Nick. Same day that Tenet now is coming out. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm almost gonna be. I'm just gonna say, I bet these will also push back even further. I bet you're probably right. Um, these huge tentpole movies are, are are big time box office guaranteed to to bring in some money, and they don't want to let these just go into video on demand. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's getting crazy out there. How did the, the second Jumanji end up doing? Good. Oh yeah, really well. Good. Good. Yeah, really well. I still haven't seen it. I want to. But no, I still it's, uh, it's available it. on our uh, Voodoo have you? that I share with you. <laughs> so you've seen it. Have you liked? Did you like it? Yeah. Was it good? As good as the first? Better? It is not better, but uh, it certainly has some moments. It's funny. I really, really uh, enjoyed Aquafina in it. 
Okay. She's pretty funny. Very cool. Uh, Danny DeVito, Danny Glover uh, are, are great in it as well. Uh, and so we'll see if this is another franchise for The Rock. Uh, you know, I think you have to go in with tempered expectations about the box office with this stuff, correct? Well, we do. But but I mean, as Disney. a studio, you have to. I mean, you, you're going to be talking about theaters that, that aren't going to be able to, to sell capacity. And so there's going to be issues there. And there's just going to be people that aren't going to want to go as well. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, man. It, we're going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> Solid commentary from Big J. There's your bad impressions. We will wrap up the you show hell, here man. next on the X Rocks. It's Cracker that is low, and that is wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Friday. Excuse me, it's a Tuesday morning. I wish it was Friday. Oh my, my God. God. How far ahead am I What jumping? are you doing, dude? <laughs> Sorry, I need to put that thought in your head. It just uh, rolled out. But it is a Tuesday, that is for damn sure. And uh, thank you for hanging out with us. We uh, had to educate you a little bit this morning about the fun that is uh, winning a Yeti Coors Light cooler from Coors Light and the X Rocks. And for sure you tag whatever picture you send with X Chills on Instagram so that you can be in a running. We're going to give away eight of these coolers over the course of the summer, one a week. And all you have to do is post a picture on Instagram of you chilling out. With uh, Coors Light, that would be cool. If not, it's okay, too. And X Chills is the hashtag that you want to use, and you will be in the running, and we'll pick a winner every single Friday on Instagram. It really is that easy. Big J selected a movie to watch and review for you in Streaming Dumbass called Search Party. We'll get a review of that tomorrow. And we also gave away some stuff on the show today, so not too bad. Don't forget, you can text us anytime you want at the TDS Fiber text line, 208-287-1003. TDS Fiber is your new choice for lightning fast internet, TV, and phone. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. The bathroom product company, Tushy, is looking for a professional pooper, Nick. $10,000 over the summer to serve as its VP of Fecal Matters. VIP. So side gig. Very important pooping. What is your job? Uh, this professional pooper will have to discuss personal bathroom habits, mm. as well as interview others about their toilet preferences, and document everything on Tushy's social media accounts. I, I mean, is that any different than what we do here, I suppose? Yeah, no. I mean, we're happy to take that as supplementary uh, income for ourselves. Thank we do you. talk about our toilet habits. Uh, we're not blogging about it, thank Christ, but we are certainly talking about it. Not yet. Uh, no, we certainly could put together the, uh, the the poop and pee log if we wanted to, and I can't imagine the clicks that would get. But if you want, how much does it pay? 10000 bucks for the summer. I the guess rest of the summer. I imagine you work from home with that gig too, right? Well, no, I, I think they, they probably need some other, that's why That's why you're out. You'd have to go you're, in. You're going to have to go into a public restroom. And no, not interested. I'll pass. Not for 10000 bucks. Nope, I will pass. Morning after ah, poop. with Nick and Big J. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Jason Drew's next. It's the X Rocks.